For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover the Saturday shooting in Alabama and political instability in Sudan, and discuss the upcoming Young Alumni Trustee election with Ryan Konarska. It's Monday, April 17th. First, we sat down with Assistant Data Editor Ryan Konarska to discuss recent polling for the upcoming Young Alumni Trustee election. My name's Ryan Konarska, and I'm an Assistant Data Editor at The Daily Princetonian. Alrighty, and we've been gathering that there is some polling that's been happening about the upcoming Young Alumni Trustee elections. Can you first give us a little bit of context as to what that position entails? Yeah, so the Board of Trustees is a board of currently 39 members that essentially governs Princeton. They make the important decisions about the university's policies and its future regarding admissions, COVID-19, academic policies, uh, and other areas. So four of these seats are set aside for Young Alumni Trustees, which are elected by the senior class at the time of their graduation. There was a initial primary election with 23 candidates, and three of them, Motemo Masheke, Mayu Takuchi, and Caroline Kirby advanced to the runoff election. Okay, and at this point, how is that sort of poll shaking out in between those three candidates? Yeah, so Masheke is currently in the lead with 51% of the vote, followed by Takeuchi with 33%, and then the remaining vote going to Caroline Kirby with 16%. And then we also gathered you had pretty granular detail about things mm-hmm. like class year and gender and how those are breaking down. Yeah, so Masheke won the classes of 2024 and 2023, while Takeuchi won the class of 2020 and 2021 ended in a tie. Among some other groups, particularly Varsity Athletes, Caroline Kirby won those with 47%, while non-athletes were by Mashake with 53%, and then international students Mashake dominated with nearly 80% of the respondents on our poll saying they would vote for him. And then along gender lines, it was pretty evenly split. JK got 49% and then 46% among female and male voters respectively, but Takeuchi did a lot better with male than female voters getting 40% versus 32%. All right, but overall, Masheke is solidly in the lead, according to the Mm -hmm. poll, it looks like. Yep, he's in the lead with almost all constituencies on campus, uh, five of the 11 eating clubs, and most of the co-ops and independents and meal planners as well. So broad support across most aspects or most constituencies in the student population. Okay, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. On campus, course selection for the fall semester begins tomorrow for rising seniors. Remember to register for classes. In national news, on Saturday afternoon, a shooting occurred at a Sweet 16 party in Dadeville, Alabama, killing four people and injuring at least 15 teenagers. Six of the teenagers have been treated and released from Lake Martin Community Hospital. The other nine have been transferred to other hospitals to receive additional care. Sergeant of the Alabama State Troopers, Jeremy Burkett, has said that an investigation is underway and the department will not be releasing information about the shooter at this time. According to the Gun Violence Archive, there have now been at least 162 mass shootings in the U.S. in 2023. In international news, Atik Ahmed, a former member of the Indian parliament, was fatally shot along with his brother on Saturday while in police custody. The incident occurred on live television while Ahmed and his brother Ashraf, former state legislator, were being escorted by police to a medical checkup. The former has been in prison since a kidnapping conviction in 2019. The brothers are members of India's Muslim minority. Reports indicate that at least one of the three suspects in the murder began chanting Hindu nationalist slogans as they were arrested. Indian political leaders have raised concern over maintaining the rule of law as these shootings join a long list of suspected extrajudicial executions in India's Uttar Pradesh state, according to a 2019 report by UN experts. On Saturday, in Sudan, months of tensions between the Rapid Support Forces, RSF, a Sudanese paramilitary group, and the Sudanese army over the proposed transition to a civilian rule in the country resulted in an eruption of violence. The situation has been developing since 2019, when authoritarian President Omar al-Bashir was ousted by military leaders after widespread protests. 
Abdel Fattah al-Baran, the de facto leader of the country after the military then overthrew interim prime minister Abdel Hamdok's government, announced that the military would hold power until elections in July 2023. Second in command, Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo, disagrees with Baran on how Dagalo's RSF should be integrated into the country's army and broader political framework. Over the past few weeks, the RSF has been deployed across the country, posing a perceived threat to Burhan's army forces. Clashes near the army headquarters and presidential palace have left 56 people dead and 600 injured, according to the Central Committee of Sudan donors. Be prepared for early morning showers with a high of 70 degrees and a low of 45 degrees tomorrow. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Regina Roberts and me, sound engineered by Philip Wong, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. Have a wonderful day.